And so it is. Dear Shambra, dear friends of mine, sometimes words cannot possibly express the love, the acceptance, and the honor that I feel when I'm in your presence. We have a lot to discuss today. Oh, so, so many things to talk about and so little time to do it. So today I would like to to cover four different subjects. But rest assured, this will not be a four-hour shout. We'll work together here to basically convey everything that's meant to be conveyed, unravel what needs to be unraveled and, and related between us. We'll do it in short order, because this is indeed the new energy. What may have taken an hour or so on each one of the subjects I'll talk about today, we can do in a very short time. Where once we had to actually talk and talk and talk and talk in order to allow that river of stream of consciousness to flow between us and you, what used to take an hour, an hour and 20 minutes, together we can now do in just a breath. In just a breath. I'll probably take about an hour today because I truly enjoy when I come into this energy, when we're in this living room together. Not just here. I love the fragrances, by the way. I interrupt myself. I love the fragrances. Take a deep breath through your nose. Even for you who are not here in this, in this beautiful place, you can smell it. And we talked about this quite a bit at the interdimensional workshop. You can smell energies, not just with your human sense of smell, but with your, your divine sense. Oh, I love the smell of this room and of the food. I love the smell of humans, actually. Oh yes, you carry a very distinctive smell. Ask our dog friend today. He knows each and every one of you, not by name, but by odor. A distinctive odor that humans have. You don't notice it because, well, you're human. You're smelling yourself all the time. But you know, when little babies, when they're born, the thing, the sense that is first comes alive within them is the smell, long before the hearing or even the, the touch, the physical sense of touch, long before their taste, but their, sm- their sense of smell, and they smell humans right away. They smell their mother, and they smell their surroundings, and from there they reconnect with the part that has been human before. The smells in this room today, humans, Nature, beautiful nature out today. I was talking to a few of you outside before, while you were standing in the snow. Ah, life is good when you're a human. Life is good when you're a human and you don't get bogged down in things. When you realize that you made a choice and you can continue making choices and Loving this experience. You're not bound by your past. Your future isn't destined at all. 
What an amazing thing. <laughs> so, a few things before we get into our subjects today. For those of you who are on the verge of crying, just cry. Let it out. I can feel so many who are tuned in here, who are part of this shout. You, you've wanted to cry, and but you, you've gotten into your mind and you said, I, I don't even know why I want to cry, so therefore... I can't, or I won't anyway. You felt this aching in your heart. You felt that tightness in your throat. You just wanted to cry, and it is okay. You're with friends. You're with Shambra, family. Family from home. Angelic families. You were those who understand what it's like to go through this incredible transformation. So I invite you, if you're sitting at home by yourself, if you're here in this hall where we're holding this, let yourself cry. Because it's an emotion wanting to come through. And it's also packaged with feelings and it's about a release that you're just about ready to gift yourself with, but you're suppressing it. Now, there are many ways to do this kind of release and kind of clear out the energies. But right now, I can tell so many of you just need to cry. And you know what? We're going to cry along with you. Angelic beings, not, not sadness. We don't even know what to call it. Maybe you don't know what to call it, other than just a release. It is, as we talked about many, many times before, it is an incredible time on earth, and it's going through so many changes right now, and you're absorbing a lot of it in your bodies, in your bodies, and your minds, and your spirit, in this time that we share together, I'm going to ask you to go into yourself. You've been absorbing these tremendous energies from Gaia, Mother Earth, from the past, your past, and the past, the history of Earth. You've been feeling and absorbing and even doing a certain amount of processing of people around you in your life, or how they rely on you how they count on you, how, how they feed off of you too, how they, how they worship you in, in a way that they can't admit, but you know it's there. It's a type of love. It's a type of comfort and security. And you're absorbing that with them. Some of you healers, counselors, practitioners, whatever you want to call yourself, your guides... You're helping others. Oh, and as much as you try to wash away some of the some of the pain that you feel coming from them, as much as you deeply long to solve their problems and make things right for them, even though you know that they have to do it, you you're absorbing part of that. It goes into your body in particular. And your body aches, but you keep trudging through, goes into your mind and it plays silly little games with you. Oh, the games that 
biggest game is that you think that it's your thoughts and it's not. I'm going to make a statement here, perhaps a little brash, but you're truly moving beyond thought. All of the mind banter, all of the voices and the dialogues and the what you call the, the tapes and the little the little voices coming in, most of those aren't yours anymore. You're, you really are transcending beyond thought, the, the brain activity, but you're still processing it for others. You're still working it for others. Oh, you, you are wonderful at transforming it into yours. It even sounds like your voice, but it's really not. So many of the energies of this changing earth and of humanity are taking their, I don't want to say their toll, but they're occupying so much of your mental activity and your own spirit. Your own spirit is, I'm looking at it right now, it is so, it is so loving. Yes, even if you don't think you're a loving person, even if you think that you're indifferent at times, and I know some of you do. If you think you're cold-hearted, I can see right through that. I know that's a barrier or a de- defense. I know how loving you are, and I have proof of it. Proof is that you're here on Earth, on a journey that's really not about you. It doesn't really matter to yourself. But you're here because of the love of people you've shared lifetimes with, here out of the compassion and love for humanity, here because you love animals, you love any kind of animal. You've worked with them before. You helped to create many of the species on Earth. You know their importance and you know their blessing. You're here because you love earth, dirt, the rocks, the oceans, the sky. So I know that, I know what you're made out of, out of love. Oh, and right now the energies on earth are so intense, so intense. I've actually had to stop a few times, dear friends. I've had to stop and reconsider this whole thing about coming back to Earth. I, I, I perhaps fooled myself and said this is going to be a cakewalk. I'm going to come back, um, what you would call an ascended master, and I'm going to remember it doesn't matter. Oh, woe to any ascended master who, who thinks that it's that easy. I know what it's like, not only as my incarnation as Sam, I know what it's like as this being, as Tobiwa, a soul, an essence, how strong and how heavy and seductive this energy of Earth is right now. I know sometimes you, you say to yourselves, what is your human term, it sucks. <laughs> I think that's what I hear you say. Why am I here? But you know, this energy of Earth is so seductive right now. Any game playing, any players, oh, they're back here right now. It is so seductive also because it does tell you that you need to be here. That's seductive and that's not right or wrong. It's just seductive. It's very seductive to a loving 
soul like yourself, one who has spent many lifetimes on earth, or one who understands the spiritual physics of earth and how it applies to your spiritual families in the other realms. It is so seductive. It'll pull you back here in a moment. Because this is where it's happening. In all of the universe, in all of the dimensions, this is the hotspot. This is the point of action, and this is where the heavens and the earths and the other dimensions, this is where they're going to do their transmutation also. It's not just about some little band of humans with um, physical bodies trying to get out of their trap, trying to get back to paradise. It is about a transmutation of the entire creation that you help to create. An entire movement or shift that goes far beyond what you can possibly imagine right now. So instead of trying to mentally imagine it, let's just feel it. Let's feel it in the heart. Now don't tell me that you don't know how to feel. You know how to feel. You just put a lock on your feelings so that you wouldn't have to feel. Maybe that's that feeling of needing to cry within that needs to come out right now. Maybe that's that part that says, don't lock me away anymore. Don't don't close me off somewhere. It's that part of you that really does feel and sense, part of you that's really aware. It wants to come out and it's crying, wanting to come out. Let's take these few moments here right now just to take that deep breath in this safe space. Give permission to your body, your mind, your spirit, every part of you. Give permission for it to just relax during our session together. Perhaps this is the greatest value of anything we do when we get together. It's a reprieve. It's a time of just letting go, putting down that uh, battle armor, putting down any protective type of barriers around you. And I understand why you put them up. It's very, very intense out there right now. And the intensity as I'm talking, just breathe. Go into yourself. Feel yourself. Not not all of the world's outside energies, but yourself right now. It's okay to do that. Not selfish. As a matter of fact, it's one of the greatest gifts you can give yourself. You know, you can let down for just a moment. Let, let down on the energies and the attachments to your children and to your spouse and to your job and business and this great shift on earth right now and just come back into yourself, come back into you, into that sacred vessel that you call your body, into that sacred device called the mind. Come back into you. In this, into your spirit, into this moment. Just keep breathing throughout the rest of the time that we talk today and feel yourself. It is intense out there. It is. It is a grand time on earth, but yes, it is very intense. We have a certain way of measuring 
different uh, characteristics on Earth: energy, consciousness, um, expansion, or contraction. We have a way of measuring where humanity is going in in a relatively short period of time, not not out hundreds of years. It's not. It's really not possible. And anybody who thinks it is is only looking at one potential. Right now, it's difficult for us to see out more than about three or four years. Not because of this date of 2012, December 21st, only because it is so fluid right now. And there are so many potentials, like never before. It's not just the potential of taking the left-hand road or the right-hand road. It's a potential of many, many different roads So it's difficult for any angelic being to see out more than just a few years. Energies are extremely high, as you know, and you're feeling it. Don't forget that. Don't forget to take some time for yourself. And I'm not talking about just one or two deep breaths. I'm talking about an hour or two. Your body needs it. Your mind needs it. Your spirit. Before we get into the shout for today, the subject matter that we all talk about beforehand and we then put together and deliver it as a nice unified package. By the way, today was very difficult as we gathered the energies of all of you, as we gathered the energies of the ones who will read this material later. There were so many different subjects to cover, so many different things. we. We had a very difficult time in in determining what we were going to talk about. But before we get into those energies, I would like to do just a wee bit of an editorial here. I don't do these very often, and I do put my disclaimer that this is my editorial, not necessarily the energy of a shout, which is all of us. I wanted to make a comment of something I'm becoming more and more aware of through Sam. And the comment has to do with the term of the One World Order. It was spoken of recently in, in this gathering of the G20. When, when you take a look at humanity right now, what is happening is that for the first time in a long, long time, perhaps you could almost say for the first time in the history of Earth, the energies are coming together on a very globalized basis. In the past, nations have been separated by everything from languages to governments to financial systems. Uh, They've been protected and defended through wars, through uh, subversive actions. Everybody held their territory. It was a form of power. There was a lot of battles and a lot of human lives that were taken in order to maintain this this very defined territory and the culture within that territory. What's happening right now with the advent of modern technology is that the world is becoming globalized. Now, in a common sense, you would say, well, yes, of, of course, we are a planet. We have our common bond as humans and as angels. And it would only make sense that there would be a globalization. It would only make sense that we would 
come together to discuss both our differences and our our commonnesses. And it would make sense that we would take a look at financial systems right now, take a look at governments and the interrelationship between the governments. It would make sense that we look at all of these different points right now and come to some consensuses or agreements, but also honoring and recognizing the difference in our cultures, but not closing the doors or creating new walls. So this, there is this talk right now, a talk that started a while back about one world order. And now this discussion of the one world order has been, how to say, uh, villainized or demonized. And there are those who are saying, this is, this is the end. This is uh, revelations. This is the end of the world. This is where, the, where Satan comes into control. There are those who are saying that the moment that you have a common currency for the world, that it's the beginning of the end because those who, who, those who seek power, those who control power right now, now are going to take control of all of humanity. And I have to put in my two cents, or two euros as it may be, <laughs> and ask each of you, be discerning in your own way, but be discerning, but... I have to express my, my voice in this. It is time for the world to come together. It is time for the wars to end. It is time for those who are trying to protect and those who are trying to, uh, to be very closed culturally, politically, and in every other way to realize the earth will move forward when there is consensus and when there is an agreement, even about the disagreements, the world will move forward when this new language, a global language, starts to take place in the world. It's not about trying to conform everybody and make them all exactly the same, but it's about bridging some of the islands. It's about ending the era of wars and differences. Once. Once humans and once governments come to understand how similar all of us are, and once they come to understand that we're all humans on a journey, we're not Chinese or um, we're not uh, just Israelis, we're not just Brazilians or Canadians, we are humans on this grand planet. Humans are all, for the most part, all working towards the same thing making this the planet, making this the shining example for the angelic families, for the rest of the universes out there, for the rest of the dimensions. The rest of all creation is watching right now what happens on Earth. And what happens on Earth affects everything else. Wouldn't it make sense that we, as human angels, develop some common links to each other? There are those right now who are saying that any type of one world order is going to, to be some new fascist state controlled by some, some uh, groups or families or conspiracies that want to take over the world. And for what good? The world right now is starving, very quickly running out of energy, energy sources, 
very quickly running out of clean water sources and going through a lot of its turmoils. Oh, you wonder, why would somebody want to take over the world? I see a movement on Earth as I've never seen before. There are some inspired political leaders. Uh, I understand also there are some very old energy, very stuck political leaders, but you're seeing a whole new breed and a whole new generation of leaders who are truly selfless in terms of their service, who truly are inspired. And you know them, and I know them, because they're the ones who are sharing our time together on the new earth. The old ones, the old energy, political and business leaders, they don't go to new earth. It doesn't appeal to them. But there is a whole new generation of inspired humans who are now finding their way into governments. They are going to be coming up in business right now as the shift in the business world takes over. They are coming into their rights, their own place right now in the field of medicine and psychology and spirituality. So, dear Chambra, I see this. Um, I see this backlash, this fear, and this conspiracy that many are trying to spread right now about one world order. Again, look at it yourself. But for the first time in a long, long time, the world is coming together, and it has an excellent chance of coming together, because you know most humans, most humans, the vast majority believe that there is something else. There is the world of spirit. There is the world of what you would call God, and they are part of it. Most humans on earth believe in some type of what they would call afterlife, but it's the continuation of the soul, the evolution of the soul. Most humans believe in an angels, angels that are with them. Yes, they are, that are there to love them and to surround them with this blanket of compassion and understanding. And that's really what humans need right now. Most humans believe in what you would call good. They believe in good. Very, very few humans that have an agenda of hate or control or... I, I know you're seeing a lot of heinous things happening right now in the world, but there are some people who are just at the breaking point and they don't know what to do anymore. There are a select few that are out for power and control, a select few. There are those who are sinister and plotting. But I'm going to tell you right now, it won't work. It can't work. It can't work. Whether it's a government, a religion, a business, or a group of power-hungry beings, whether it's some of these, yes, alien beings who have come into earth and taken on human form, and there's not a lot of them, but there are some. And they're trying to advance their agenda from some of their alien cultures, wherever. It won't work. The consciousness of earth is too high right now. The love and the goodness and the heart and soul of the humans on earth is too good and too high right now. The desire to move forward into this new energy and to ride this wave, to surf this wave of new energy in the quantum leap has gone too far and it's too high right now. So what happens is anyone who tries to control, anyone who manipulates, anyone who conspires, 
against the love and the free will of humans on earth, they won't get very far. They'll perhaps scream and yell, they'll threaten, and they'll instill fear. But dear, dear Shambra, right now, the consciousness of humanity is at a point where any of these manipulative, greedy energies will come right back to them. Will go right back to them. Not because you have to throw them back, not because you have to do anything, but because humanity truly is inspired. I know there are days where you read the headlines or listen to the news, but I'm going to ask you to lay off of that for a while. Stay away from it. Many of you have already made that choice. Take a week away from the news, even your newspapers, the news on the radio, any of that. And I want you to go in and to feel humanity, to feel the consciousness of humans on earth. Forget about the news because it focuses on some of the, some of the dramatic parts, the feeding parts. The news media, in my opinion, in this Tobias editorial, have become feeders, unfortunately. The sexual energy virus, or whatever you care to call it, has infiltrated into this because it's a, it's a banquet for feeding for the sexual energy virus, and it's gone right into the media. So, dear ones, feel human consciousness. Let's do it together right now. Let us feel human consciousness of all the dear souls all over the earth. Feel into their faces, into their energy, into their goodness. You know, there, there is an expression used in some of the other types of um, life forms in your physical universe. They call this Earth, the planet of goodness. The planet of goodness. They feel the good that is here. They, they know it is the advanced beings who come here. And yes, there are times when any being will stray or they'll snap or they'll play with power. But overall, this is the planet of goodness. I invite you to feel into the energies of those who will instill fear right now, of those who will will plant doubt. And I invite you to go and feel the goodness of humanity. For this, this alone will bring us forth into this miraculous new time. End of editorial. Thank you. So, thank you. oh, dear ones, actually, I have to tell you, I'm, I'm warming up here because Sam is going to be a great orator. He's going to, he, we are working on it and uh, the energies with it because, because he loves humans as much as I do, because he understands the difficulties and challenges, but yet, an incredible amount of love. I will move along here. We'll move through our subject matter today. First of all, our guest today, a guest that you know very well, near and dear to each and every one of you, the aspect of yourself that goes to the new earth on a regular basis. Mm. Oh, dear ones, you are there. You are active and you are busy. Your nights are intense because that is when you do your true work on the new earth. Yes, I know you complain about your sleep and the strange dreams you have and everything else, but 
You're drawn there in so many ways. I'll talk about it in just a minute, but right now invite that Oh, you can even say it's a twin part of yourself. It's an expression of yourself. You go there in your daydreams. You go there sometimes, by the way, when you're driving down the road. <clears throat> Another time you like to go there is when you're eating for some strange reason. That's a wonderful time. You take off and go to the new earth and then you, you fill your belly and it becomes um, what doubly satisfying in many ways. This is a part of you that's very, very integral to what's going on there. It's a part of you that loves humanity and this good earth, this, this place of love. So you spend a lot of time there, not out of a sense of obligation, but just because, just for the experience and just for the love. Invite that part of you to sit with you today during the shout. Invite that aspect. That aspect is helping to develop new consciousness, uh, what you'd call patterns. It's helping you to develop new food sources, new agricultural technologies. And I know you may know nothing about seeds and soil and germinations and cross-pollinations and hybrids. It doesn't matter. New Earth is not a place of mental technology necessarily. New Earth is a place of imagining. It's in place of inspiring and instilling consciousness. It's a way. It's a place where you go. For instance, those of you who are working with agriculture, because you understand it is so important for humanity right now. The last thing we need is riots because of food shortages, and there will be some. But the last thing we need is this for, to become overwhelming. The last thing we need is for some manip manipulation of the food resources. So you are working extensively with agricultural technologies. What are you doing? You are imagining. You are imagining nutrients. You are imagining uh, connections between the earth, Gaia, which you are now taking responsibility for, and you are imagining the connections with the interdimensional energies and this tiny seed. You are imagining getting away from some of the very archaic ways of instilling energies into a seed that grows into a plant that has to take nutrients from the earth and deplete the earth. You are imagining something far grander, plants that can bring in prana or energy from what seems to be the air. That's what you are doing. I get a little passionate here. <laughs> and Keldra says, I'm talking too quickly. And I know many of you um, are not of the English language, but translate it. Feel the energy also. Hmm. So invite that aspect of you in today to sit right beside you and get to know that aspect in this earthly realm. Get to know it. Get to know that part of you that goes off to imagine a grand new energy. Not just to talk about it, but to bring it back here to Earth, to traffic this new consciousness from one dimension to the other and bring it right back here. Take a deep breath. So often that aspect of you, that twin part of you, is often the other realms. It, it really hasn't had much of a chance to be invited here. And what an opportunity today. 
As you do that, you also open the corridors to bring that consciousness back here, back to this planet. Subject number one, it doesn't matter. Indeed, it doesn't. Going through in these next couple of years, going through some of these difficult times, I invite you to remember not just the phrase, it doesn't matter, but the essence behind it. Your time travelers, all of you, you've already gotten there. You've already done it. Now you're experiencing it. It doesn't matter. Calder tells us that it sounds flip and uh, what uh, lack of caring or lack of compassion, not at all. It doesn't matter, this little packet of energy and consciousness and this uh, phrase of words is your key. It is the key that keeps you from getting trapped in your mind. And that's going to be one of the greatest tendencies right now, to get trapped in your mind. There's an overall energy on Earth right now that has to do with sucking people back into their minds. It is, it is part of this whole duality process. It is part of a process of beings, energies, that want to get you back there. And it is also a part of your remembrance of Atlantis. You were basically, uh, you could call it hypnotized, or so highly focused to go into your mind that you still continue to repeat those patterns over and over. There is an energy projection or um, implant in every human on Earth right now, whether they were in Atlantis or not. When in fear, when in doubt, when, when there is any confusion at all, go to your mind. It is like a laser, a beam that shoots you back there. A very, very old implant, and you can make the choice right now to go beyond that. But what happens, what happens to most humans right now in this time of fear and confusion and doubt, they're automatically triggered back into the mind. Now into the mind, they get even more confused and more trapped. In the mind, they become very lacking in creative energies. And when they go into the mind, they, they are in their own prison. I don't want to say this is a conspiracy, it's just a hangover from past times. It's an old pattern. So, your key, anytime you find yourself in confusion, anytime you find yourself out of your heart or out of your complete energy, remember, it doesn't matter. That will be your key. That will be your key to remember, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. You're already there. Now, now what do you do with it? Now where do you go? It doesn't matter is liberation of the soul. It's probably a bit early to um, go out and tell every human on earth it doesn't matter because many of them just aren't ready to hear it. But for you, it is your key. It is your, if you choose it to be, it is your phrase when you get stuck when you get so worn out and tired that you don't even know what to do anymore, remember, take a deep breath, it doesn't matter. Liberate yourself, free yourself, choose for yourself. Item two. <laughs> there is no destiny. 
That's another implant that has been, um, again, when I refer to implant, I'm not talking about some secret um, society or anything like that. And by the way, I'm going to stop here a moment. Many of you are feeling a type of energy assault right now. Not all of you, but a lot of you. And we can feel you feeling that. You say, what is that? And you blame yourself. Well, what is that? What is taking place right now as I'm talking? You say, but I'm in a safe space. Why am I getting this confusion, energy assault? Why, why do I, am I not able to concentrate here? What is happening? Right now, this duality energy on Earth is so strong there are so many energies that want to hold back or go back. There is so much pent-up anger and aggression. And there is so much fear trapped in a form of darkness that it can feel you, it can feel your, your consciousness. And it is doing a couple of things. It's trying to probe you, but it doesn't know really how to probe. You can call these entities or spooks or just consciousness of of other humans floating around. They're in the room right now. They're sitting with you in your living room, at home, wherever you happen to be. And they're probing you. But when they probe you, they become very aggravated and frustrated. And they get angry. And then they start screaming like little kids. When they get your attention, part of you, your consciousness deviates to them or focuses on them. When they get your attention, then they, they try threatening or they try manipulation. And a lot of times you fall into it. You go back into that pattern of thinking it's your mind, and it's not. This is where I ask you to come back to yourself. Yourself is who you choose it to be in this moment, period, period. You say, but, oh, it's all my past life and it's all my bad decision. It's all, it, it, then it is, if you choose that. But if you choose your energy to be who you are right now, then all these assaulting energies aren't going to manipulate you. They're going to get tired of the game and go somewhere else. But if they can tie you up right now, they will. There is nothing to fear with them. They have no abilities to take you over or to latch onto you and unless you let them but some of you actually let the, let them some of you love that game of allowing uh, these uh, energies and these entities to latch onto you like vampires you're so used to being fed on you're so used to being depleted that you actually allow these energies and you go to healers and you go to god knows who else to deal with it and they just pile on more. They just accumulate even more. You, you have to make a choice that you're going to be you, that you're not going to let these energies feed off of you anymore. It's as simple as a choice. So to get back to the point, there is no destiny. Destiny is a belief system that has been, um, what would you say, um, imprinted into the consciousness and the minds and of, of humans. It's easy to say that there is a destiny, that God has a plan for you. Well, that just doesn't go. I was going to say some other words, Coldra, stop me and 
We had a little a moment of brief intensity, Calder and I, because he didn't want me to say that is shit. And <laughs> he didn't want me to say that. Oh, Calder, it doesn't matter. <laughs> God doesn't have a plan for you. Well, that would be ridiculous because that would be a type of control, a lack of compassion. Why would God have a plan for you when God already knows you're already there? You've already done. Now, God gives you the gift. You give yourself the gift of how do you want to experience getting there. But there is no destiny. And just as as um, negative, perhaps you could say, or as confusing, is your self-imposed destiny based on your, your karmic past. Believing that you've done certain things yesterday, past life, Atlantean times, alien times, any other times, where you have a self-imposed destiny, where the road that you have traveled in the past is going to create the road of your future. You say, yes, but I had all these past lives, and I did terrible things, I did wonderful things, I was a victim, I was um, an abuser. So therefore, that is my destiny, to clear these things. So be cleared, today, right now. Why wait? What, what, do you, what else do you need to experience to, in order to be clear? What other, what lessons do you want to keep learning? Linda is wondering if uh, Adamus is here today. <laughs> You're some, a little transparent there, uh, my darling, a little transparent. <laughs> so there is no destiny. That is a, a, a belief system that will limit you sorely. Some of you say, but yes, there is some, oh, my higher self. My higher self has a plan for me, has a destiny. Nope. Your higher self, well, first of all, let's not even refer to that. Your essence is the simplest component within you. It is not a complex uh, hierarchical component. It is the simplest component within you. And it just wants experience and expression. That's all. You. Uh, let's not even talk about it as separate items here. You, just as a being of God, are looking for experience and expression. The amazing feeling and experience of being, of being. Being can be anything that you want it to be. You're, you blame it on your soul or your, your essence so often. You say, yes, but it has some master plan. The master plan is only for you to love yourself. That's it. And, and in loving yourself, you know, understand yourself. That is the only plan. So there's this common belief with humans, the vast majority of them believe in destiny. It's a trap, it's a prison, it's an experience. But they truly believe that there is some beings up there pulling strings, coming up with, uh, with uh, hurdles that you have to uh, jump over, uh, creating new mazes for you every day that you have to go into and find your way out. That perhaps that is enticing and intriguing to think that, but 
I'll let you know that there is no destiny. There is only choice. Only choice. Now, while that may sound wonderful, that requires a tremendous amount of personal responsibility. It's hard to be a victim and to be choosing. It's easier to say, yes, this is just my bad luck. Uh, this is uh, my karmic path. This is what uh, my higher self wants to me, for me. That is a cop-out. It's a game. It's a, an illusion. That's an experience, indeed. But haven't you experienced it enough? Haven't you had enough of it? There is nobody pulling any strings. There are no <laughs> strings above you or below you. I encourage each and every one of you to step up and take responsibility for your life. Oh, here's our little argument that you and I have. Tobias, I tried a choice once, and it didn't work. So therefore, have you been reading the questions? I surrender. I don't, I don't know why you say we have choice, because it didn't work. Stop a moment. First of all, you have had programming and experience over many lifetimes that you didn't have choice. It's going to take a little bit of um, practice and a little self-confidence in your choices. St. Germain is telling me out, out of the side of Caldra's ear that about 88.2% of, of your choices involve other people. You're sure to lose at that game. When I talk about choice, I'm talking about your choice for you. Now, don't say, well, my choice for me is to have a relationship with somebody. Uh, you're involving somebody else. You are a sovereign being. Make a choice for you, for your, for yourself. You say, well, I chose, uh, I chose abundance. And where is it? Oh, it's on its way. It's on its way, truly. But you realize that there was part of you that had to do a flushing out, a natural transmutation of some of your old belief systems. And sometimes it doesn't just appear as a pot of gold on the floor in front of you. There's an entire process that involves every aspect of you that's ever been in lack of abundance that goes through a type of transformation or an integration. Sometimes your choices are so specific. They're so focused. You say, well, today I want somebody um, to give me a new um, suit of clothes uh, just out of nowhere. You're playing games. You're testing yourself and you're testing St. Germain's patience when you do that. We're talking about we're talking about broad choices. We're going to, we're talking about don't don't get so specific right now. When you get good at this choice thing, when you remember that you can choose, you can start getting into details, but for right now, choose things for yourself. Now, some of the apparent basic things are abundance. Why should you not be in abundance? Health? Why shouldn't you not be healthy? Uh, what you would call a passion. Yeah, passion is natural. Passion is, is a true expression. You tend to get very, very literal, as in almost challenging yourself that you're really not a good chooser. We have 
we have a, an entire campus on New Earth that is dedicated to understanding the choice process, subheaded, why it's so damn difficult for humans to make a choice and to manifest it. I suggest if you haven't gone there, spend a little time there. There is there you sometimes have a very defined um, terminology or concept of choice. You want it to become very material. You want it to be very quick. And again, you're using it as a test on yourself or on on God. Understand what it's truly like to make a deep choice for yourself, and a choice where you understand it doesn't matter. It's how you want to experience life. Let's take a deep breath. Subject three. Yes, we're getting through this very quickly. Subject three, the new earth. What's happening? Well, needless to say, there's a tremendous amount of activity on new earth because of the tremendous changes that are taking place on planet earth. New earth is Primarily two things, oh, three things. New Earth is is a classroom for all of the angelic beings who have never been to Earth in physical form before to study. You are the teachers. You who have lived lifetimes on Earth. The students that come are coming from your spiritual families primarily, but you do cross-teach into other spiritual families. You are telling your stories there, amusing stories, I have to say, <laughs> profound and wise stories. Now, in your humanness here, it may not be seem like a big deal, but to tell an angel who's never been on Earth what it is like to eat a meal, they don't understand. There's no concept. There's, there's really very difficult, so you have to work in energies, not in words, but in energies, and try to help them to understand. They'll ask you questions like, well, why do you need to eat? Well, why, why, will you, why do you die if you don't eat? And that's actually spurring some very, very good discussions at other levels of New Earth. Why do humans need to eat anymore? It's a very old template. It's a very old condition, and you just kind of accepted it, that you need to eat. And you started going through incarnations and just said, okay, I, I need to eat. And you believe that you need to eat, don't you? In reality, you don't. In a way, you've gotten so used to drawing energy out of very crude and archaic sources, uh, plants or animals, it, to stimulate and to feed and nourish your body, but you actually don't need to eat. There are new ways of doing it. And as these angels, these ones who have never been human before, let's, let's just uh, use the word crystals, they're asking these questions, and it's causing a lot of us to say, hmm, hmm, why do we do it that way? So new angels, uh, the beings, talk about relationships. Now, there is a correlation or a parallel in angelic relationships, but we don't need their angelic beings don't need to have a um, how do you say a, a, their opposite, the, a feminine having a masculine. Uh, they don't have the physical 
interlude like you do. There are relationships in the angelic realms. It is, um, let's say, it is more of a type of enduring friendship and honoring. But they have a difficult time understanding human relationships, as we all do. <laughs> so imagine yourself for a moment. This is very, very real. When you go off at night to the new earth to teach, one of the angels says, Why do humans have sex? They don't understand. Why do humans long a relationship, seek a relationship for another human, with another human, and then fight with each other? And then divorce each other? And then come back in another lifetime with each other? (laughs) And you try to explain that to them. So the New Earth is a classroom for the crystals who are coming in. Up until very recently, there have been very, very few humans who have had lifetimes on Earth who have been coming to the New Earth uh, to to learn. Uh, they generally go off into what uh, Adamus calls the, the near-Earth realms. But now we're starting to see some humans who have gotten so trapped and stuck, who are looking for new inspiration, they're starting to show up in the New Earth in between their lifetimes. And you're starting to put together classes called New Consciousness 101, how to be a human and an angel at the same time. You're starting to talk to them about things you've learned. You're starting to talk to them about choice. You're talking to them about sovereignty. You're talking to them about the extensive matrix of belief systems and how to release yourself from them. It's amazing work that's being done on New Earth, and it is getting very, very busy up there, out there, wherever it happens to be. The New Earth is also becoming a very, what you would say, sophisticated library of the wisdom of many of humans. It's becoming is not the Akashic Records. That is a different type of um, universal physics or, or interdimensional physics. But here it's a living library on New Earth of the wisdom of all your experiences and all of your lifetimes on Earth is a repository of your journey, what you have learned. It is a place that, that collects this information for all to behold, and it becomes its own consciousness. New Earth has come to a point where it in itself has become an entity, and we're, we'll, we'll be talking about the name of this entity at, at another time, but it has become its own entity as much as, in a way, Gaia is the entity of Earth, or has been up until now. It is a beacon of light that goes out into the other dimensions and the other part of physical universe. And that beacon of light carries rays of consciousness. For other types of civilizations, uh, life forms, and consciousness forms. St. Germain is going to be getting into so many of these uh, discussions uh, after July. What are the other life forms? Why are they there? What, who is their inspiration? But needless to say, the New Earth is 
is this living library. And more important to each and every one of you, New Earth is the place right now where the new consciousness of Earth is being incubated and nurtured and birthed in a cycle over and over and over again. Not just once, but in a continuous cycle. There are those there are those of you, nearly all of you, who are going there on a regular basis. You understand the problems facing humanity. You understand the challenges of moving into a new energy because you've done it yourself in physical form. So you understand it. What you have gone through in your own body, mind and spirit is what humanity and earth will be going through. Not because you did it and they're following, but because you gave yourself the experience of what are they going to go through? What torment, what beauty, what hell, what liberation is humanity going to go through? How are they going to sabotage themselves? How are they going to deceive themselves? What kind of intensity is related to any transformation of this magnitude? You gave that to yourself first so you could understand. So now you go off to New Earth and you're helping now to develop the potential solutions. So you're helping in your state of consciousness develop a new energy fuel source for humanity. You may not be the one that invents it on a laboratory bench and then patents it. You may not be the one that uh, writes the book about it, that inspires others, but you are the one that is working on levels of consciousness not seen here on Earth as of yet that help to inspire it. And what do you do? You look at the needs of Earth. You look at all of its conditions right now. You look at the departure of Gaia. You look at the responsibility of humankind. You look at the evolution of soul and the expansion of spirit. You actually go around and dynamically access, measure, and feel all of these different things. And then you say to yourself, what is the solution? In non-technical, non-mental terms, what is the inspired consciousness for this? You imagine or you expand out your consciousness, not to the specific, not to uh, something like wind power or uh, how to extract energies out of uh, crops or anything like that, but you expand your consciousness in a very deliberate and very uh, learned style into all of the realms, not just the physical structure of Earth, but into all of the realms, and you feel energy. You feel its potency. You feel what is what is the difference between consciousness and energy and what is in between all the points of consciousness, which is, by the way, latent energy waiting to be activated. And you go in, in a state of consciousness, and feel what it is like to activate latent energy potential. You go in and levels of human psychology that go far beyond anything that is being practiced on Earth right now. 
while you were a researcher on the new earth. You take a look at human psychology, a very, very complex and very mental subject. You go in a dynamic way to the points of its energy. You measure it. You are, you are well trained in this, and you help develop the techniques for measuring. I'll get to your questions in a moment. You wonder, where's the gap here? Um, we'll get to that. You help to understand human psychology, and then you feel into its solutions, new energy solutions. Not solutions that are in a book on Earth right now, because with a very few exceptions, they're not there yet. You're not going to go to a library in something that was written in 1953 and find the answers to human psychology. And you and I have to talk a lot. One of our struggles between uh, Adamus, Katumi, myself, and all of you, you keep wanting to go back and research in, in, in the old human way. We keep saying the research is being conducted on New Earth right now. Water. Water is such an important component for Earth. The sources of clean, clear water that are apparent and accessible to humans are drying up. Now, there's nothing that's going to create a good riot faster than lack of water. Now, humans can go eat a variety of different things, grass from the ground, They've been known to eat bark from trees and just about anything when they're hungry to temporarily satisfy. But when there's a lack of water, clear water going into the human system, this will create some pretty heated um, confrontations. So a lot of you understanding this basic principle are working on water in the, on the new earth. You are assisted, of course, by uh, those who have been scientists and chemists and physicists on Earth who are not necessarily spiritually oriented, but somehow they find their way to New Earth. So it's a blend of their technical expertise supporting your consciousness expertise and helping to explore the new water sources how to clean water, how to desalinate water, and also, and more importantly, how to reduce dependency on water. And there is a dependency. It's going to take a while, but crops absorb a tremendous amount of water. You absorb a tremendous amount of water, and you don't need to be. Now, we know you're told to hydrate and drink water and everything else. Your body can pull what it needs out of the thin air. Out of the thin air. I'm not telling you to go on a water uh, rationing program for yourself, but what I'm saying here is you're working on new water solutions. Food we talked about earlier. How to feed or how to, how to give humans nutrition. You're working on solutions that go far beyond crops. You're going far into the other realms. How does the human DNA readjust itself on a wide mass scale so that it doesn't have to be so crude in its acceptance and digestion and processing of food sources to have to eliminate nearly all of what it takes in? It's a very, very old energy way. 
of giving yourself nutrition. You're working on ways right now that are very, very sophisticated that have to do with the transportation of the energetic physical body, not not your true biology, but its energetic component, into another realm, having it nourish itself or recharge itself on plentiful energies, spiritual energies, light energies, whatever you want to call them, but non-physical, so that when the energetic body returns into the physical body, the physical body is not so dependent on food. It is actually a brilliantly simple plan that most humans won't accept right now, but when they see that other humans are doing it, it's going to open the potentials. New Earth is very, very busy, and last time we talked in any depth about it, I know you were disappointed when we said it could be up to 30 years before New Earth and Old Earth meld together, till they basically, uh, or absolutely, energetically meld together. But there's a blessing in all of this, because right now, a New Earth, you and the others, can work in a mostly undistracted way. If the two, the physical and the energetic Earth, had melded, it would have caused some very large energy disruptions and turmoils. What's happening right now is a tremendous amount of research, consciousness research, and not about belief systems or, or any of that, but true consciousness in its purity. There are tremendous, tremendous new insights that are being developed there. There is one major challenge. The challenge isn't to expand your energy and to explore some of these solutions for humanity right now. The challenge is how to get it to Earth. You know what it's like when you depart. Every night you depart in your dream state, but it is actually more real than what you experience right now. You depart off into the other realms, and many, many of those nights you go off to the new earth now because you are intrigued with it. You are fascinated by its potentials, and you are also having fun there. It is carefree, it is open, it is expansive, and there's not a lot of fear there. So you go off to the new earth every night, mark my words, as you, as you, uh, how to say, you submerse or you sink into this dream state, every night you say, tonight I need to remember when I come back. Every night, every one of you, I need to remember, I need to bring this back with me, and every morning, when you wake up, you have this foggy confusion. You have snippets of dreams that seem to make no sense at all, and you say, how could I be on New Earth? I was, I was having all these strange, bizarre dreams. It's the way the mind interprets, or better said, the way the mind does not understand how to interpret consciousness so high. And it makes up these little fragments of these little, I call them little cartoons, that really don't represent what's going on. And then you lose it. It's actually not lost. It's just 
in the other realms. Still out there on new earth. But not able to bring it here. And that's why what we, we wanted to talk about this today. And we wanted your new earth aspect. My twin of self. That one who has so much love and compassion for, for earth and humanity. We wanted it to be here with you. We wanted you to understand as a human being and as an angelic being that it is through you, not through some energy portal, not through some alien um, spacecraft, not through anybody else. It is through you that this consciousness can be brought to earth. You don't do it through willing it. You do it through choosing it. You don't do it through a technique or a manipulation or a structure. You just breathe it in and you choose it. You don't demand it. You just feel it. When you know that you are doing this work, and when you know that it is available, you can help bring this consciousness to Earth. Then what do you do with it? Nothing. Let it be here. You have planted seeds of consciousness before, in the time of Yeshua, the lost children of Christ, the ones who came to earth 2,000 or more years ago to plant the seeds of new consciousness that took 2,000 years to germinate. You know what it's like to be planters of seeds. It doesn't mean that you have to do anything with it other than bring it here, into this consciousness of Earth. It takes a human to do it. Angelic beings who have never been to Earth can't do it. It doesn't work. It takes a human. And it takes one who understands the dynamics of New Earth, who understands humanity, who understands themselves as sovereign, spiritual, divine beings, to bring it in. Do you know how many humans right now on Earth would qualify for that work? Not many. Not many who really understand. You put a number on it. Adamus is doing the research right now. <laughs> has his calculator out. And he's telling me he'll come out with an accurate figure. Less than one million. Far less, he's saying. Who understand the dynamics of new earth and consciousness and old earth that can be the carriers of the seed of all of these ideas and inventions and, and solutions for humanity by making that conscious choice and by breathing that choice deep within and by loving yourself, not doubting, but loving, you can start opening those corridors, those pathways you can become the portal. You don't have to go out and activate a portal in the middle of the Pacific Ocean. You can become that portal. Actually, right now, there are seeds of new consciousness that literally exist in your body, your physical body. They are not in physical form. They are what you would say brilliant little spots of light. But there's been a barrier, this chasm. They're, they exist within you, but you haven't given yourself the credit to now let them stay here on Earth, 
now deposit them on earth. What a blessing. What a beautiful time today, as I know our time is getting long, but we had a lot to talk about. To now plant those seeds of consciousness, new energy consciousness, straight from the new earth, straight from the inspired hearts of angelic beings like yourself. Much like some of you are hesitating and opening that voice and singing the song of your heart, some of you are hesitating. Are you worthy to be the carrier and the planter of these seeds of consciousness? Many of you are concerned about your own life, your own decisions, your own balance. You say, maybe I'm not ready yet to truly plant these seeds on earth. But now as we join together in a time like this, now is such a sacred, safe time. You have these physical seeds of consciousness, I mean, the seeds of consciousness within the physical body. You can actually leave them here. Leave them in this earth realm. Leave them in this dimension. Leave them here as potentials for other humans, for researchers who don't even believe in God, for for those who are really, truly trying to work with humanity in this time of grand change. There's a reluctance on the part of many of you. Is humanity ready? Will they abuse these seeds of consciousness? And to a degree, some of them will. Will they manipulate these seeds of consciousness? Some of them will try. Is this a potent seed of consciousness? Is it so potent that humanity may not be ready for it? Only you can answer that question for yourself. But you are the vehicle. You are the carrier. You are the one who has transported these seeds from New Earth back here, unknowing to your human self, but very much knowing in your heart. This is part of the dilemma and part of the crying that I talked about when we started. Part of you is crying because you're not sure. You're not sure if you're ready or if Earth is ready. The purpose of this shout was to remind you, remind you of what you're doing on New Earth, remind you of what you are carrying within you. Point number four. I'll make this one short. (laughs) 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 Very, very short, because you already know this. The answers are not in the same places. The energies, the connections have been moved, shifted, and changed. When you try to connect with your spouse or your partner, you're trying to plug it into the old place to connect with them energetically, psychically, in any way. And you're wondering what's going wrong. When you try to tap into your own creative source, you're plugging into the old socket. The old RJ-11 has been replaced with an RJ-45 in metaphorical terms. <laughs> Stop trying to interchange these plugs. When you're trying to plug into yourself, your divinity, your spirituality, you're trying to plug into something that existed lifetimes ago. You had an experience as a priest, a nun, a rabbi, or a spiritual leader back then, and you're trying to reconnect with it to give you spirituality. Haven't you noticed that plug is 
covered with dust and dirt and grease and filth, and it doesn't work anymore. When you try to plug into your clients, for those of you who are any type of facilitator or guide, you're trying to plug into a place that you were educated about before, and you're trying to plug in and send through currents of new consciousness, and the old connection doesn't work. There's a new plug. It's actually wireless. <laughs> it's a new point of connection. When you're trying to plug into the energy of the food that you eat, you're plugging into something very, very, very old. Go wireless. Connect at a different point. When you're trying to plug into your biology and figure out what's wrong with it or what it's trying to tell you, you're using an old dial-up phone. Very slow, very slow to do that dialing. And you're trying to interpret your body's messages on this very archaic system. Go wireless. Go new consciousness with your body. Tap into a different point of consciousness. When you're using your mind, you're trying to plug into its very, very old values and mechanisms, and it's frustrating you. Your mind wants to expand beyond the limitations that were overlaid and imprinted on it back in Atlantis and reinforced by churches and other manipulative organizations along the way. Plug in at a different point. Your mind wants to expand. It wants to be involved in your creativity. It wants to be involved in your expression. It doesn't want to be trapped in its own mind anymore. It's tired of analysis. It's tired of programming. It's tired of structure. And it wants to get out of its own mind. Connect with your mind in a different place. Everything around you, whether it's your car, you have connections with your cars, Plug in at a different point. Connect at a different point. I can't tell you where your connection is. You have to discover it on your own, because it's different and it's unique for everyone. But I can tell you it's in a different place. It's an expanded place. And the discussion about new energy or new Earth and the discussion about your seeds of consciousness that you're bringing in should give you some clues about where it should connect. I hear that I'm running out of time, so I'm going to wrap this up. Dear Shambra, how much all of us love you, how much we understand what you're really doing, how much we understand the challenges that you're going through. And if we can take this little bit of time to be with you, to remind you of who you really are, to remind you of the awe that we have. Perhaps that will help wake you up. And so it is. <laughs>